the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we have a treat for you. Uh, the show is called Grandparents Rock. Grandparents Rock and their wisdom can save the world. And I have two rockin' grandparents as guests today. Um, Pat Burns, she is the co-founder of the Orange County Children's Book Festival and the author of the new book, Grandparents Rock, The Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation. And Sylvia Lieberman, and yes, that's not a coincidence, it's my mom. It sure is. <laughs> and she is the author of the new children's book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. Before I... Um, before I invite them to get into the conversation, um, I just want to say that uh, I called this show Grandparents Rock and Their Wisdom Can Save the World because, indeed, our world, uh, you just have to look at any news um, each day, and uh, the wisdom of grandparents is more needed today than ever not only to share their wisdom and their love with their grandchildren, but to be a stabilizing force in the family. And um, the world certainly needs more of this. Some cultures, like the Native American culture, for example, reveres grandparents. But in modern American society, we discard grandparents in the sense that we don't see many grandparents on television. We don't see many advertisements, um, commercials uh, directed towards grandparents, which is really an incredibly missed opportunity for um, people who have things to sell since this is the uh, increasing aging population. And instead, there's the general thought that once you reach a certain age, and of course if you let people know that you're a grandparent, that uh, automatically makes you of that age, no matter what age you are, um, you get treated as though you don't really know what you're talking about or you aren't a great contributor to society or um, where's, a rocking, where's your rocking chair. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before that, um, one of the things that I've been thinking about in reading both of these ladies' works um, has to do with the fact that the, well, there isn't really much that we hear about in regard to the psychological impact of becoming a grandparent. We hear about the stages of life when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s, 40s and so on. Even lately, there have been books and some talk about menopause and what that stage, what impact that has psychologically in terms of positive things, not just hot flashes. But what what I found um, very interesting is that both of these guests uh, had a, a sort of reinvented themselves when they became grandparents. Um, not only did it change their life as far as uh, as Pat talks about in her book, the, the increased love that you find in your heart when you have a, a little grandchild, but it also 
um, led to their increased creativity and a whole new stage of life, um, which was a very fertile one. Um, and it, it seems to me, as a psychiatrist, that perhaps it, during, when one becomes a grandparent, that you become, um, you have a vicarious birth that just like your son or your, I mean your son, yeah, that would be good, your, your daughter or your daughter-in-law um, is having their her baby, you experience a kind of birth of your own, a birth of new creativity. And um, that's what I'd like you both to start out talking about, how becoming a grandparent uh, changed your life in terms of these new projects that you have um worked on and, and brought to fruition. So, Pat, would you like to start? Well, absolutely. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you for having me uh, on this show and the opportunity to share it with your mom is such a tremendous privilege. I'm just overjoyed at the opportunity. And what a fabulous topic you've chosen, the wisdom, the grandparents imparting wisdom that can save the world. And I interviewed hundreds of baby boomers that are now grandparents for my book, Grandparents Rock, the Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation. And from those interviews, the creative angle that you've asked me to share my views on, it came through in spades. I mean, it was just so evident that, gee, I thought I had some pretty great ideas on things to do with my grandchildren until I started interviewing other people. I said, doggone it, I need reading. I need to read this book. There's some great ideas here. Specifically, some of the, the I think, the my experience of interviewing these people that what I came out of it is you've already done all the basic things with your own children. You've already, you know, been, you know, cooked the meals with them, taking them shopping, doing these other things. And now with the advent of the Internet, and I think it plays a big part in this, you can with a click of a finger go through and find some very different activities and experiences to do with your grandchildren that just wasn't available to the generations before. We are like the first generation that has complete availability to incredible information at our fingertips. That just wasn't there before. That's just one of the ways that we're so much different than past grandparents. It's the access of information and the immediate access of information. So our creativity is sparked by just information that's available online. And people are coming up with, I think, also mainstream more meditation and more yoga and more inspiration is given to this generation to be more introspective. And when you are, you're able to come up with more ideas that are flowing through you that you're able to do with your grandchildren. And that's just been my take on the inter- from all the interviews as well. Yes, absolutely. What What about you personally? How did um, the experience of having grandchildren start you? Where did you get this idea? I mean, I'm presuming that it came from your becoming a grandparent yourself, the idea to write this book and to start on this whole um, you know, series of books and series of lectures and all that for grandparents, how, how did that relate to your own becoming a grandparent? My own experience started when I, I actually became a grandparent very young at 43, which is not the normal, but it's not abnormal either. The, the, the normal age is somewhere around 52, 
So it's about 10 years earlier, but there are some that even become even younger. Well, as a young grandparent, I just knew that, you know, I was able to do more and be very active. And although I didn't live in the same state as my grandson when he was born, so I had to be very creative about how I bonded with him. And the idea of the book came because I went to the bookstore, Dr. Carol, and, and looking at the books on grandparenting because I wanted to be, you know, the best grandparent I could. They were all boring. I was just like, that's not me. I mean, I'm not going to sit around and Knit cut out, teach them how to cut paper dolls. And I mean, it, it just wasn't me. Nothing. I looked and I looked and I looked. Nothing was like me. So I just started creating up my own ideas. And as I did, I also uh, have a great affinity to music, as does the rock and roll generation coming out of the 60s with the Beatles and all of these great songs and the soul music and all the different genres that came through from the late 50s and 60s. There was just an influx of music. And I started thinking about the reaction that I had when I would first found out I was a grandparent, and I just sort of I was shaken because at 43 and I was a public speaker and I had my own company and I'm a grandparent. You know, it was just like, what? And so I just remember that it just shook me. And then I remember that I had to rattle it off. And I thought, well, that's like shake, rattle, and roll. And so all of the chapters were named after hit songs from the past that really did convey what we're going through as grandparents right now. And like, for instance, the next chapter on how to play with your grandchildren is called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So each chapter portrayed a song from the past. And that's where the inspiration came from. Just my own experiences of being with my grandson and knowing that there was just nothing else out there. Yes, uh, it, it is true because um, there has been a tremendous change um, in in um, what's available, as you say, to to do with grandchildren. But you know, it's ironic. It, it's it's. Um, not ironic. It's it's actually a paradox because on the one hand, um, there's a change. You know, now we can look on the internet and things like that. But at the same time, it's that sort of down to earth, down home stability that hasn't changed. That is also important for grandchildren. I hear what you're saying, Dr. Carroll, and I think that comes in the values that we pass along because there's just so much activity. I mean, one of my grandparents likes to take her grandchildren on walks to the desert and they look for heart-shaped rocks. And then they bring them back and they have a heart-shaped rock garden and they place all these rocks in there. So, I mean, there's there's some very sweet, loving experiences that we can have, but it's more experiential than just being sedate or quiet yes. and that sort of activity. Yes. Much more physical with our grandchildren than past grandparents. And But your point is well taken, and I think that's one of the reasons that your mom and I both wrote our books. I'm not going to speak, of course, for your mom, but it is to impart values, and which is such a critical part of the grandparents' wisdom role, as you said, not only to save the world, but to save a child. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and when we come back, <laughs> we will uh, hear from my mom, <laughs> Sylvia Lieberman, <laughs> Uh, and, and, um, how she, uh, what, what spur, what the story is, the background story 
of her book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. Um, you know, I, I, both of you women are uh, defy the stereotype of granny. Yes. Um, you know, what we think of as granny. Uh, and uh, uh, I think that's part of what what's important here, too, that uh, that one doesn't have to be stuck in these stereotypes and that um, really there's a lot more creativity that can be um, uh, searched for within each grandparent to find things to do, um, not just between the, for them and their grandchildren, but um, for the rest of the world. So we do need to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we'll be talking more about Grandparents Rock and their wisdom can save the world with my guest, Pat Burns, the co-founder of the Orange County Children's Book Festival and the author of Grandparents Rock, the Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation, and Sylvia Lieberman, a.k.a. my mom, the author of the new children's book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I'm the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Carrie Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Carrie Douglas Show. Join Carrie each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Cherry Douglas Show with Cherry Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about Grandparents Rock with some rockin' grandparents. 
Pat Burns, the co-founder of the Orange County Children's Book Festival and the author of the new book, Grandparents Rock, The Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation, and Sylvia Lieberman, the author of the new children's book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. And um, I'll now go to you, um, Sylvia, to... uh, to having me on. You're welcome. Um, To talk about the same thing, how... Being becoming a grandparent um, caused you to uh, sort of bring about the birth or the rebirth or however you would like to describe it of Archibald. Well, like uh, Pat, um, I also realize that there are different kinds of needs in the uh, time that we're living at the moment, and uh, uh, to not to start with the fact that how Archibald was created, I will get to that, but the need for children to have bonding with either grandparents or a babysitter or a grandmother, and certainly grandmothers are taking over uh, in great profusion these days. Um, I just felt that um, these picture books are just wonderful for small children to look at the pictures and amuse themselves, but I felt that parents are not working uh, in the house as much as they have. They're all... Both parents are working outside the house, and when they come home, I guess there's very little time to bond, and I just felt that instead of writing something with pictures and just a line here and a line there, I think a chapter book is a much better way to bond and have the questions come out of the chapters amongst the reader as well as the child, and I just felt that's the only kind of a book I really wanted to write, and... um, with my own granddaughter, this was a little difficult because uh, my own granddaughter was a little premature, and uh, uh, it, uh, even though in Pat's book she says pick up your grandchild immediately and bond, I was not able to pick up my grandchild because she was in an incubator, and it was very difficult. However, we've certainly made up for it down through the years because we do have a wonderful relationship and uh, I'm very thrilled with that. I just feel that um, children really need grandparents' input, and uh, they have to talk about their fa- their families and their background of their families, and I don't think they get very much of that. Um, I think that it's just a wonderful thing to have a, a grandmother who is interested enough to really give stabilization to the child's relationship. And my relationship um, and uh, my book itself was brought out and done quite some time ago. However, it was brought out of the file, um, and um, I must give credit to my granddaughter and my daughter for insisting that we do that. And uh, the results has been wonderful. Uh, whoever I read the book to, whatever children I read the book to, all loved it and um, had some great uh, experiences with the little adventures of Archibald Mouse. And um, they weren't asked to have it read over and over again. Uh, so this is very rewarding. And well, and, and I think um, one thing that's important to note is how, um, well, why don't, you, why don't you mention how the book, when you originally, not not the date per se, but how no. the book... Okay, I was someone who took courses 
of all kinds of writing, every kind of possible writing, and one of the courses I took was writing for the juvenile reader, which, of course, is children's books. And um, the teacher would give us a, an assignment, and the next week she would give it back, it, and it was critiqued. On it. She wrote across the top anything that she found in the book that you should know. And uh, one particular time, after taking the course for two years, she returned my manuscript, and across the top it said, this book is publishable, see me after class. And, of course, that started the whole Archibald life. Because from that point on, um, I really embellished and and rewrote certain things, but uh, that was necessary and brought it up to date. And... um, it's now published. Uh, well, well, I guess the point that I was trying to bring out as far as being grandparenting, uh, becoming a grandparent, restarting... Well, I know what you're going to say. That I, re- I read it to my granddaughter, and this was my favorite audience. Is And um, as a grandparent, I felt that there, there should be lots of things, that um, there should be lots of reasons for contact. However... Um, I was in New York and lived in New York, and uh, my adorable granddaughter was in California, and I had to create something to make some kind of connection, and um, I didn't want to read Archibald at that time because I thought it was too old or mature for her. However, I went to the library and went to bookstores and took out books and recorded them on tape and sent the tapes regularly to my little granddaughter as she grew up. And I would say on the tape, Hi, Tiffany, this is Grandma. It's delightful to speak to you. Uh, Sit down in your little rocking chair because Grandma's going to read to you. What a great idea. And I read to her down, and as a matter of fact, she's quite a young lady now and she still remembers all these stories and all these this incidents of her sitting down listening to grandma in New York to uh, read to her and I just think we just have to be that creative or more so to keep our uh, in touch with our grandchildren even though we this 3,000 miles a- apart they have to know that you've got a grandchild grandmother who just loves you and thinks enough of you and thinks of you every day and specifically to read books to you. Yes, and and it was so. So the, uh, since I kind of know this story, I'm trying to help you along here. Um, the idea was that that even though the teacher had written um, this is publishable material. Oh well, I I, um, I know what you mean. You put that, and you you unfortunately well, weren't able to follow through with the list of publishers that she gave you no. because. Your father died then, and that's yes. how it wound up uh, in, in a file, that's right. languishing yes. away until you had your own grandchild and realized that you wanted to have, uh, that she might like to hear this read to her. And actually, the book is for uh, approximately ages three to eight. Yes. So um, it was just those very early years when... Um, uh, you know, when you thought that it might have been too mature, although really, yeah. really it's never too early to start reading books to kids, um, yeah. uh, just so that they can hear all the words and the vocabulary, even yeah. though they don't totally understand or, you know, really understand yeah. what... Even if they just get acquainted to the characters in the story right. and, and right. get to love them or to some little adventures that are memorable. 
Yes. I agree with you. It's um, it's really a, uh, well, it's a project by, for grandparents to really be serious about because it really is rewarding in the end uh, to see that the child's uh, interest in books um, are really uh, taking them all through life. And um, and for the grandparent, it's certainly a wonderful thing because they get rewarded over and over again every time they have any kind of contact with the children. I have to share with you, this is Pat, that I was uh, getting waiting for... Uh, suitcase to come around. The lady and I were talking next to each other, the luggage uh, carousel, and we were talking about the Children's Book Festival that's coming up, and she said, I'm so happy to know people are interested in helping children love books. She said, because mm. books and reading are honey for the heart. Mm, I thought that, that is just so sweet. Yes, very sweet, yeah. And that really is, that, yeah. that it's so critical, Dr. Carroll, that children get the bug to love to read because if you get it as a child you you have it as an as an adult conversely if you don't have it it's hard to get it as an adult because it's you just don't have the discipline of sitting for a period of time with a book in front of you which allows you that you give yourself that privilege to sit and read Mm-hmm. But if you do it as a child, it carries you all the way through to an adult. So, Sylvia, I commend you for writing a children's book. Well, I, I have to say ditto to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because even if um, even the, the young child who may not understand all the words, even just the child senses you're sitting there and reading a book, they can see that. And um, they learn and they hear some of the words and, and it become, they become more familiar to them. But even just the experience of seeing their parent um, maybe holding them in their arms or sitting next to them in the crib and, um, or, or when they get a little older, you know, cuddling with them in bed and reading, seeing that this is a, a, that their grandparent is modeling that, that they, see, that they think it's important to sit there with a book is very important in itself. Absolutely. That's very true. It's, it's it's rewarding for both grandparents and the children, but I just think it's a most valuable source for any um, child to receive this love as well as uh, return have it returned. Uh, I think it's a, a mutual joy. I really do, and especially if the grandparent writes the book and knows the story so well. Um, it's uh, if the child is old enough to say, "Grandma, you wrote that book." You know, it's kind of you can't get better joys than that, <laughs> right? Because that instills in them the idea that maybe someday they could grow up and write a book. And write a book, yes. And Pat, I think uh, has have your grandchildren um, since they're old enough. Have they um, said anything to you about your new book? Uh, about how proud they are, or? It's, uh, my oldest grandson is 14, and he's really having a, a just a great time with the book. And he sat and was reading it on an airplane with me, and it did, and it did my heart well. See, he didn't want to put it down. You know, that was that was great. What what it's the sweetest thing he said is, "Graham, you really wrote a book." 
Will it be in the library? <laughs> he wanted to know it would be in the library so he could take his friends there and just, you know, point it out to him. <laughs> well, we, we, we haven't got to the library yet, but I'm sure it will be. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, we do need to take another break. Um, you've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about grandparents' rock. And I'm sure you now can judge for yourself that these two guests do. Pat Burns and Sylvia Lieberman, when we come back, we'll be talking more about their books. We'll also tell you about, uh, uh, later in the show, we'll tell you about the Orange County Children's Book Festival, where actually you all can come out and meet all three of us <laughs> if you would like to do that. And that's actually going to be coming up uh, on September 29th and 30th on the weekend. So we'll give you all that information and where you can get these books as well when we come back. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 
472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today with some rockin' grandparents about the uh, change that there has been in the uh, stereotype of granny, which neither of these women fit, and uh, how valuable in a culture obsessed with youth, how valuable our grandparents are and how much they can contribute um, to their grandchildren and to the whole general stability of the family. Uh, because oftentimes families are in the process of divorce or in having other kinds of um, uh, traumatic situations happen, Um, Hurricane Katrina, you know, all all kinds of natural and man-made disasters, various things that that children have to cope, children and grandchildren have to cope with um, today that they didn't have to cope with years ago. And so grandparents are all the more important. And I think it would be great if you, if each of you women, Pat Burns, the author of Grandparents Rock, the Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation, and Sylvia Lieberman, my mom, the author of the new children's book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. Um, if you could give us a flavor um, of your books by reading ep- excerpts and telling us about it. Well, I'd love to go first. Sure, uh, if that's go right okay. ahead. Thank you. This is Pat Burns, and thanks so much again, Dr. Carroll. The, uh, the the part that I really like that you're focusing on for these call and for your loyal listeners is the the fact that we do bring value, and in some in some cultures, and most particularly some of your uh, older cultures, they, the senior, or they don't even call them senior, they call them the uh, elders are so revered. I, I lived for a year and a half in Vietnam, and they, the respect that the Asian people give for their elders is just beautiful to experience. And there's not a decision made where there isn't a conversation with, with the elders. And in this society, in our United States, and in westernized cultures, we don't see that as much. So our value is uh, has to be really fortified and strengthened, and I'm hoping that that's what my book is going to do, Grandparents Rock. And I interviewed, as I shared earlier, hundreds of baby boomers that are active, and one such person was from Canada, and his name is Jay Patterson, and he shared a story about how his grandfather would take him once a year on a journey, and it would be a whole day. And all they would do is head downtown, and they just watch the world. But if he happened to recognize a person of some importance, he would introduce him, and he would just say, excuse me, Mr. Mayor, I would like to introduce you to my grandson, Jay. And then Jay would be encouraged to shake their hands and greetings. There was usually some conversation back and forth, and it was always gracious. But as Jay quoted in my book, he said, my grandfather would always say, Jay, never be afraid to stick out your hand and introduce yourself. Tell people why you think they're important and thank them. And always remember, you are just as important as they are. And it's those kinds of little tips and little values that I treasure and all of the people that I interview treasure as part of the gift of being a grandparent. You know, earlier in the call you talked about the reaction and I shared about how shocking it is when you first find out. I think the beauty of being a grandparent 
really comes when you ex- not only accept and embrace the role, but realize that there's a duty and responsibility. And that duty and responsibility is to pass on tradition, heritage, and also the values. Because parents are so busy in raising and schooling and homeworking and and sports and and monitoring the Internet and the games and the electronics that values is a big responsibility of being a grandparent. And I like to see that with the people that I know and the people that I've interfaced with. That we do take that role and we take it with great pride and joy. I also would, later on, I'd like to share another little story from the book about a sweet little grandson who went to his grandfather's funeral and the little reaction that he had. But I want to share it, and I'd love to hear what Sylvia has to say from her book first. Okay. And, yes, and and I should say um, I read your book, Pat, and it was really wonderful and and, uh, also a... uh, a feast for the eyes. It was it wasn't just um, a feast for for you know reading and words, but um, also the way it's laid out, and it just kind of makes the whole experience a lot of fun. And that was one of the stories that I that that and the heart story were um, two examples of things that really uh, stuck out to me. Really uh, struck me as as um, very sweet and, and actually a very good advice. Oh, the handshaking. All right, uh, Sylvia. Yes, I would like very much to discuss Archibald and Swiss Cheese Mountain. Um, it's not only a cute little story full of adventure by this cute little mouse uh, who wears a little red T-shirt, uh, and um, he goes after an awful lot of adventure. Um, but um, it's also a story that has morals in it, and um, the children can think about those morals as they go along because they are pretty obvious in some of the adventures. But um, the story of Archibald Mouse is um, starts with the Archibald um, going through a hole that leads to Mr. Huckmeyer's grocery store. And, of course, there's lots of little things to nibble on in there. And um, Archibald uh, has a variety of uh, experiences, and I will read one of the little character's um, reaction. Okay. Um, Archibald Mouse uh, is on top of a shelf, and he's looking down, and he watches Mr. Hockmeyer um, taking a uh, scoop and uh, filling up a little container with sauerkraut. And um, it, this is how the, it goes. Archibald Mouse skipped down to nibble on a few strings of sauerkraut that Mr. Hockmeyer had dropped on the floor. He quickly learned about sauerkraut, that flavorful aroma that trailed up to him when he was up on the high shelf was quite misleading. It tasted tart, and the sauerkraut was so sour, why it even made his nose wrinkle and his whiskers twitch. Um, This is just one little experience that he's had with the food, and of course the illustration is wonderful because... The um, illustrator really did a wonderful job on this book, I think, because um, he really got all the um, expressions on Archibald's face and related to the little experiences that he had. And um, he, in the book, uh, Archibald is left alone in the store, and all of a sudden uh, he's scared and lonely, and um, he also hears different kinds of noises, and then the heat goes off, it's, and he's cold, 
and um, he really has to realize that um, you know life has a few little um, things that he didn't uh, contemplate when he uh, left his mother to go on his own and um, he goes on and uh, all of a sudden he hears drip drip drop drop and that's uh, the faucet or he hears tick tick tock tock and that's not something that he doesn't recall his mother talking about he tried to remember if these were on a list of friendly sounds that those that Mama Mouse warned him to beware and the story goes on with many adventures and um, uh, one of the adventures uh, is that Archibald uh, really realizes after a while that he doesn't have to the fear is not uh, there uh, as a major thing in his life because he's going to go continue to seek his goal and um, I think this is kind of a good thing for kids to try to go after it and to seek their goal um, he realizes that uh, some of the things that uh, were wonderful in his adventures, but some of them were not, and that, that this is um, what he decided that uh, uh, it would actually um, go back to mom and measure with his whiskers all the way home, and that um, maybe his mom was right about telling him about certain things, that he maybe he shouldn't be overconfident about certain things. So I just, the story has these little morals in it, as well as amusing uh, tales and amusing experiences, and there's humor in it, and uh, I kids just love it. And it's, um, in this case, it's Mama Mouse who is imparting her wisdom, uh, telling him such things as measure with your whiskers, which becomes a crucial um, lesson that he should have remembered at one point. Well, he didn't measure with his whiskers like Mom told him to do, and he got stuck in one of the holes because he had a tummy full of butter and cheese and all that sort of thing. (laughs) So, um, of course, he says, uh, this is a predicament that I'm in, you know. But uh, it's a story that children will read as a story and enjoy adventures, but there are little messages that come to them also as well. I can tell the passion in your voice when you're reading it. (laughs) It's so sweet to hear you really. Uh, I I know your age, and I don't expect you to share it, but you, you... you're, you dropped about 25 years in age when you read that book. Huh. Well, I kind of get a kick out of it, and I got a ch- I'm, a child, <laughs> I'm a child at heart. <laughs> it comes through, that's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, we're probably going to be uh, entering into another break here. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we can talk more, hear more about your books, and, and um, let people know about what's coming up with the... Um, Children's Book Festival. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america Carla St. Rose Ryan is a woman on a mission to educate and inform single mothers and parents everywhere to the dangers that their children face while they're not looking and how they can protect their children's innocence. Join Carla every Tuesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific for Breaking the Silence on the Voice America channel. Be a part of the solution. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. You're getting, uh, uh, be- being like grandchildren, listening to stories. This is wonderful. I love it when my guests talk about stories, especially ones that they've written. <laughs> um Okay, uh, we're talking today with Pat Burns, the author of The, Grand- the Grandparents Rock, The Grandparenting Guides to the Rock and Roll Generation, and Sylvia Lieberman, a.k.a. My Mom, the author of the new children's book, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain. They're both new books. Um, Mom, why don't you give us a little, um, another little uh, uh, excerpt from the book and, um, and tell us the special significance it has for you. Okay. Uh, well, um Mom doesn't recommend that uh, he goes to the near any place near that Swiss cheese mountain because it's a glass case and you can easily be seen. And then she says, you'll learn, she went on, things with such an easy reach aren't always most desirable. But Archie is very disturbed about this, and he says, but Mama, Archie pleaded, it's just some old piece of cheese that the grocer doesn't use anymore. It's got lots of holes in it. And of course, Mama had to explain that that's the way Swiss cheese is made. But it's it it's just uh, a little line that I just felt that uh, children would get a little laugh out of or, or understand that that's the way Swiss cheese is made and that he was able to uh, kind of, when he 
finally got into the case with the Switchies Mountain. He's kind of cuddled up in one of the holes, and he pulled in his tail, and he pulled in his whiskers, and he had a good feast for himself at that Switchies Mountain. But it didn't always turn out to be exactly the way he wanted it. However, Archibald um, really went after his goal. You have to say that. This is what he wanted to do. And um, you really sometimes have to have a dream and go after what you want to do, and you've got to put a lot of attention to it to have it come true. Um, I think um, grandparents should really push that theme. Um, it, if they don't get it in their own home, at least they get it from grandparents to say uh, and give examples in their lifetime that what they some project that they went after, and they were determined to succeed. And this is the way you do succeed by just uh, being in there and just concentrating and and trying your best to reach your goal and your dream. And that's exactly what you've done. You've um, modeled for grandchildren or any children who uh, read the book that um, and the parents actually. You've modeled more for the parents and grandparents, people who think that they're over the hill and they can't still make their dreams come true. You've certainly shown that you're able, to, just like Archibald, to overcome your fears and obstacles and to make your dream come true of having this book published. That's very true. I, I'm delighted it's published so that children all over can get this message. And Pat? Well, I, I just sit here and I'm just smiling ear to ear. What a, ple- what a pleasure it is to be here and to share this platform with your mother. And I, I think about the dreams and what it takes to write a book and carry a full-time job and all of the things that we do in order to spread that message of love and inspiration and values. And I, I think about some of the people that I interviewed, and one of the stories that I'd like to share with you is from Lorraine, and she's from Fullerton, California. It it was just so sweet that her She's sharing a story about uh, when her father passed away, and he was 88 when this happened, and her daughter was very, very close to him, and so her son was Matthew and felt that maybe it was okay for him to attend the funeral. And when they got there, he he kept asking Nani Nani, which is uh, grandfather for Ita- in Italian, why is he in a box? And we told him, well, that's what happens when you go to heaven. And he said, you mean he gets mailed to heaven? <laughs> and it's just so sweet that the children have their their eyes and ears on us all the time, and we have to never forget that, and that's such a right and a privilege. And I'm just so happy that my book, Grandparents Rock and Archibald's Cheese Mountain, will be at the Orange County Children's Book Festival. And, Dr. Carroll, can we talk sure. a little bit about that? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, in Orange County, California. It is called the Orange County Children's Book Festival, and we are the best children's book festival in the world. I am the co-founder, along with Barry Ackerman. We have wonderful corporate sponsors, such as Orange Coast College, which is where the event is held, which is very very conveniently located right off the 405 and the 55 freeway next door to where the Orange County Fairgrounds are held. It is 9.30 to 4 p.m., both on Saturday, September 29th, and Sunday, September 30th. It's held on the campus of Orange Coast College, free parking, free admission. Goodness gracious, there's so much free there, but there's also the opportunity to buy books, have them autographed, such as Sylvia Lieberman's book. 
and mine as well as Grandparents Rock. And But there's free balloons, free face painting. There'll be food. There's uh, four stages. We have a multicultural stage. We have a hero stage. We have an animal stage. And then there's a main stage with entertainment. There is something going on all day. Literally people come and stay the entire day. Easy access, stroller-friendly, lots of shade, lots of fun things to do and see and exhibitors and authors to meet. It's a fabulous day. I will be there in my booth, which is Grandparents Rock, taking pictures of kids in rock star costumes that you can have for the holiday, and it's a great holiday gift. As is my book. And may, I, <laughs> may I give them a couple of websites to check out? Well, yes. I was just going to go ahead. That's what I was going to do. Yes. Perfect. Um, if you'd like to do it, that's fine. No, well, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the uh, book, Grandparents Rock, is at www.grandparentsrock.com. And if you go to the website, I have uh, 10 tips on how to help have happy grandchildren that you can have for free. It's a wonderful, beautifully beautifully displayed uh, PDF that you would just download, and it's my gift to all of your loyal listeners to please go to grandparentsrock.com to receive that. And then if you want information about the Orange County Children's Book Festival, where Dr. Carol and Sylvia Lieberman will be this weekend too, is www.kids, and that's K-I-D-S, bookfestival.com. Okay, and um, uh, Sylvia, would you like yes. to give the uh, Archbold website? Well, I or I can I do that actually. Yes, Why I don't I do that? Because I don't. Yes. Okay, <laughs> ArchibaldMouse dot com. Uh, Archibald is spelled A R C H I B A L D. ArchibaldMouse dot com, and um, you'll be able to see some uh, illustrations and find out a little bit more about the author and the illustrator and um, read all kinds of good stuff, and you'll be able to get an autographed copy. Um, the book is actually, uh, this is the, the Orange County Children's Book Festival is actually going to be the uh, first place that the book will be available, and then after that, um, the, the official launch is in November, but... Um, but it's going to, you can check out the website, and um, let me give all those websites again uh, to you. And also we will be, um, my mother will be, just as Pat, will be uh, on one of the stages um, doing a reading and doing a talking, whatever they're going to be doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on uh, there at the Orange County Book Festival. Pat, you're going to be doing it on Sunday. Yes, I am. Sunday at? I believe it's at 2.30. I don't have it memorized. Okay. I'm there all day, so all right. I, don't, I don't have to I'll just right. send me over there. And my mom will be uh, reading and talking um, on the multicultural stage. This is the mouse culture <laughs> at 12.20 on Saturday. And the, she will be signing books at the Libraria Martinez booth. And um, you can meet all of us there. So I would think that that would be a wonderful thing to do. <laughs> We'd love to meet you. Mm-hmm. So do come down. And, again, the it's Grandparents Rock. That's plural, grandparentsrock.com um, for Pat Burns' book, Grandparents Rock, the Grandparenting Guide for the Rock and Roll Generation. And uh, for Sylvia Lieberman's book, um, Archibald Swiss Cheese Mountain, it's archibaldmouse.com. And for all of us, 
uh, for the Orange County Book Festival. It's kids, and also that's plural, kidsbookfestival.com. So you can check that out. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, my guests. I wish you well with your marvelous books and, and for the inspiration that you are for all of us, not just uh, these books in themselves, which are wonderful and that I re- recommend, of course, but, um, but just being such an inspiration in uh, the passion that you both have for what, you do, for what you're doing um, in trying to make healthier, happier families and um, bringing forth the wisdom of grandparents. So thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.